0: drinks beer more football on, welcome to bink at night
2: well here we go again sports machine sean levine in for my guy jay binkley i got colin settle across the glass pushing the buttons, spinning the wheels and you until nine o'clock dial me up or hit me up on the text line whatever you feel like doing or don't just listen please 913-586-7610 is the phone number they uh, apparently, apparently filling in is my thing nowadays because my buddy yesterday asked me to fill in for a softball game right out there at uh, what are they called out south now Blue Valley Rec Complex or we call it Miller's Woods when I was growing up. My Blue Valians know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I was out there and I was actually a little bit angry because. I know some of the dudes on the team, probably like half of them, maybe a third of them, all the other guys I just met. But I show up, and everybody starts going, there he is. There's the pitcher. And I'm like, they can't be talking about me, not my ass. I ain't the pitcher. And then I get closer, and they're all like fist-pumping me, and they're like, oh, thank goodness. We didn't think we were going to have a pitcher. So apparently there was a conversation that was had without me that I would be the pitcher during the softball game. I got to tell you all, and I've played third base at a very mediocre level in old man softball. So I know what those ping hot shots feel like. Nothing like I experienced last night. Oh my goodness. When it comes to any sporting event I've ever been to, I've never been so scared in my life. And by the third inning, I literally called the catcher out. I didn't know who the dude was. I just got gestured to him. I said, come out here, bro. He came out to the mound and I said, I'm either getting my ass out of here Or we're switching positions, and I'm going behind the plate, and you're going to become the pitcher. So that's what happened. So it was a little bit embarrassing, but then again, bro, two-line drives, both off the same shin. I'm done. Yeah, I'm good. Anyway, uh, 913. I'm glad I got that off my chest. 913-586-7610 is the phone number. Before we get too hot and heavy here into the sports, I'm sure a lot of you guys went to that concert last night, right? The uh, Motley Crue, Def Lepper, what was it, Poison, Joan Jett. I wasn't at that one. However, I was there the first time, well, the last time, when Billy Joel played, the piano man, played Kaufman Stadium. And it looked like, to me, one, the stage might have been set up a little bit better for the Billy Joel show. We didn't start the fire. Harry Truman, Doa Stay, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio. And it was popping at that show, at the Billy Joel show. It looked like, I don't know how many people were there, but it looked like, to my untrained eye, like 35,000 in the stands and like 20-something thousand on the field. Anyway, here's what I want to know. How did last night's concert compare to the Billy Joel Show, if you were at both of them? And then also, hit me up on the text line or call me, 913-586-7610. Come on, y'all. It's All-Star break. So if you're the stick-to-sports crowd, we'll do sports. We'll have some fun. We'll talk some pop culture. We'll BS. We'll talk about my girl. Don't worry. we got a lot to get to here in the next three hours. But I want to know this. What's the coolest concert in Kansas city that you've ever been to? And I need to know what the venue was also, because I feel like the best shows that I've been to, not only is it the show and the atmosphere and all that stuff, but it's also the venue. And I started writing down some venues that I've seen shows at here in Kansas city, bro, there are a million of them and I'm sure that I'm forgetting a ton of them. Like I was thinking, all right, so I've seen concerts now at Kaufman. At Arrowhead. I've obviously seen shows at whatever they call Sandstone now. I've seen shows at T Mobile, the former Sprint Center. I've seen shows, obviously, at places like Uptown and Grinders. And then I went to school at KU. So you won't think I spent plenty of nights out there at like Granada or Bottleneck. My dad actually tells me about a show he saw back in the day. Maybe some of you guys were at this, sunny and Cher at Allen Fieldhouse. So I was doing a little bit of research. I was like, there had to be something that I just haven't heard of when it comes to a concert in the general Kansas city, kind of Lawrence area. You guys would not believe some of the stuff that I found. Did you guys know that destiny's child played Manhattan Bramwich Coliseum? What the coolest one was when Pearl jam played on the hill on campus in Lawrence back in the day. And apparently it just became this like wild debacle because news somehow got out. The Pearl jam was going to be playing and it was free. And then everybody and their mama showed up. So what's the, what's the best show and the best venue that you've seen a show at? Because I think the Kaufman stadium is a really fun place to go. Oh, the more I talk about it, the more I think about other places. Like I've seen what are they called? Sporting park these days. I it's called sporting park. I've seen uh what show did they play there a few years ago? So, what's the best show that you've seen? I saw this is the wildest one. You guys aren't even going to believe this happened. Paul Wall, like Paul Wall of Mike Jones, the Swisha House. Paul Wall played the CBE, the college basketball experience. So, anyway, I'll take some of your text on that. 913 586 7610 is the phone number. All right. 311 at City Market from the 816. I was at one of those shows. I know that 311's played a few times. I used, This is this is just how OCD I am in my head. I used to love 311. Like in high school, that was my band. And then a few years ago, my beloved dog Wrigley passed away on March 11th, 311, and I can't listen to him anymore. Just reminds me of my damn dog. Um, ACDC at Kemper Arena. Little flips after show at the outhouse in Lawrence. <laughs> Yo, the... Um, A lot of people don't know the outhouse back in the day used before it was a um, place to see nipples and other body parts. Wow. The outhouse man. Some memories I've got of that, that place. Wow. But uh, anyway, yeah. Nirvana played there back in the day. Like, Like that used to be a legit place to go see music. Lincoln park at Sandstone. I wasn't there, but I would have loved to have been. Oh, the grateful dead tour July 4th back in the day at Sandstone. That was like, way back in the day, right? That was like the late 80s, early 90s. Ario Speedwagon at Starlight, that's a good one. Incubus played City Market from the 816? When did Incubus play City Market? All right, let's go out to uh, Tongi. Jason, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Jason? Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? I was going to say, one time I went out to Sandstone, and it was Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, and Jay-Z. That's a show right there. Bro, I'm telling you, I I somehow end up seeing Snoop like – once every other year, and I don't even mean to. So I saw him with Kevin Gates. I'm pretty sure I saw him with uh, Fallout Boy. Was anybody at that show? Did that really happen? I think that happened. Nine one three five eight six seven six. No, that was Wiz Khalifa. Then I definitely saw him with Wiz Khalifa and Kevin Gates. And then um, for those that have been listening to the show for a while, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, I was at the original Up and Smoke tour back in Chicago in the year 2000, and Snoop played there too. Beastie Boys and the Tribe Called Quest at Kemper. From the 816, is this not sports radio anymore? No, no. If you want to, we can break down last night's all-star game, brother. What do you want to talk about? The early pitching changes? You want to talk about the bullpen last night and how good it was to the American League? Stop. We'll get to sports here in a little while. 816, Metallica at Kemper Arena. Metallica also, here, I'll talk sports. You happy? Metallica also happens to have the best intro song for any team entering their stadium. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you're not driving right now, Even if you are, this is worth it. Pull over and Google Metallica Virginia Tech football. They start to play Enter Sandman. And I mean, and I went to school at KU. So I've seen plenty of games at Allen Fieldhouse. So I know what a good pregame routine looks like and how loud it can get. This is better than Miami, the U with their smoke coming out. This is better than when Oklahoma brings out that, I don't even know what that thing's called that they drag around, or when Colorado brings out the Buffalo. Like this is This is it. 913 586 7610 is the phone number. All right. So we'll get to this and then we'll get to a break and then we can talk about this more on the other side. The Kansas City Star headline that I'm sure plenty of you guys saw, I thought was very to the point, but I also appreciate it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the headline read this in the Kansas City Star In wake of the Toronto debacle, the Royals would be well served to fast forward their futures. So essentially, What they're saying in this story is, I think, twofold. One, on the field, the Royals have underachieved this year. I think we we can all admit that, right? Like, I'm a big Royals fan. I love going out there. But we thought that – maybe you didn't think they were going to be a playoff team this year, but you probably thought they were going to be better than they have been right now. I mean, they've been flirting with the worst run differential in the American League all year and the worst record and bullpen ERA above five. Like, it it hasn't been great. So, I think – That's part of why the headline reads that way. And I think the other part of it is let's just call it like it is. People are pissed off right now, specifically at Whit Merrifield. I think that there's a lot of people that look at what happened with the Royals and the whole Toronto situation. And as a whole, they go, okay, those guys are selfish because that's not the decision that I would have made. And, I've been around long enough to know that just because I would do something a certain way doesn't mean that other people have to. Then again, you know what? I can still have an opinion on it. I can still call you out. I can still say, "Bro, what are you doing?" I have a mother who's just got out of chemo and she's can't be around people like y'all. Or it's not, you know. So we can get into that side of it. But I think this is the part that really upset people with Whit Merrifield when he made this comment on the vaccine: "Trade me." And I may reconsider what that sounds a little like Zach Grinkyish back in the day to me. So we'll talk about that after the commercial break. Let's go to the phone lines real quick. Dennis is in Olathe. What's up, Dennis.
3: Hey, I just had a unique uh, concert venue for you. Pro- probably not a whole lot of people were going to touch on it. It's, a, uh, it's called new earth coffee house. It's a, it's a Christian music venue that used to be, used to be active. And it's a place where, uh, bands like POD and and stuff like that that were kind of switching over from their Christian label to the mainstream yeah. played several times, and it's it's literally the basement of like an old Catholic church. Those are the and best. Those are the super best venues. intimate. Oh yeah, man, held like maybe 150 people. had a had a coffee bar set up in the back.
2: I Very s- unique, but super awesome. I appreciate the call, Dennis. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. That's the best way to do it if you can get like a like a show in front of just a couple hundred people and the band ends up blowing up. We went to go see, this is had to be like 10 years ago. Now Um, I was working in Lawrence at the time. And so we got free tickets to shows and they go, do you want to go see a band called imagine dragons? Obviously now I realize that I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable and that it's imagine dragons. But I was like, who are these imagine dragons? And literally we went before the show. This is at starlight, like a decade ago, we sat down with 15 of us, maybe 20 of us in total And they just started playing right there for us. It was wild. Got pictures. Check out my Facebook. It's still there. I actually traded sunglasses with the lead singer. Good guy. Let's go out to Jeff in Overland Park. What's up you you, Jeff?
4: Hey, my man. Uh, Yeah, I don't think anyone's mentioned Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads is a great venue. Seen a ton of people there, the Mavericks. uh, Seen Chris Isaac in a lot of different venues in Kansas City. He's a fantastic one. I'm a little more old school but the other thing that I did want to voice is my displeasure with Kaufman stadium and the way they entered people last night. It was, it was horrific. We got there early enough and barely uh, saw Jones yet, but what, I, mean, what, I what, couldn't what, believe what, how
2: bad it. what happened. Cause I wasn't, sorry to cut you off, Jeff, I wasn't there. It, so what, what, what happened with the entrance? Cause people are always oh, complaining just, about
4: that. I mean, it was backed up. I don't know if they didn't let people starting. I mean, letting people in early enough, but it was just, I mean, it was backloaded to the hilt and it, it, just, it was, it was awful. I mean, I, I, I I, don't, I will never go to a, another concert there. Concert overall was fantastic, very fun, but uh, they just did an awful job. But yeah, Knuckleheads is a great venue for anyone out there. Bro,
2: I love seeing shows out there. Knucklehead, thanks for the phone call, Jeff. Uh, I'm wondering, and hit me up on the text line or dial me up, 913 586 Come on, y'all, it's all-star break, so keep these calls coming and we'll keep taking them. Um, how was the traffic getting in and out last night? Because we all know that Chiefs traffic can be brutal. Even if you're like my grandpa who thinks that he's got this sneaky way taking the back road, Raytown Road, past uh, what's that joint called? What's that bar? Funky Town. He's like nobody'll be there. And then we we get in like, you know, midway through the first quarter of the game, even though we left his house in Overland Park 2 hours before. We all know that getting in and out of Chiefs games suck, but we also know this. Getting out in that Royals games is as easy as picking up your child at elementary school most of the time like if you bounce in the seventh inning you just go there's not a lot of people there's not a lot of traffic you're just out so I wonder last night because it was a concert it feels like kind of amateur hour when it comes to parking there right like there had to be a bunch of people there last night that hadn't been to that venue in a long time because they're not sports fans they're music fans so I just wonder how was the parking last night? Let me know. Let's go out real quick before commercial break to T.O.P. Roger, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Rog?
3: Hey, uh, epic show, Lollapalooza 96 at Longview Lake. It was the opening night of the tour. Uh, Metallica, Soundgarden, the Ramones, Rancid, Mighty Mighty Boston. It was a million degrees out,
2: but it was an amazing time. When so. did they, when did they have Lollapalooza out at Longview? That was the opening night in 96. No doubt, man. I remember ice. And, Go ahead.
3: Well, and it was the last uh, tour that the Ramones were really a part of, and they were in full leathers in the daytime under lights, and it, it was literally like a, over a hundred degrees. I don't know how they didn't die. Well, <laughs> it sounds, it it sounds it
2: sounds it sounds like they weren't too far from death because if that's the last time they performed in Kansas City, maybe they're like. To hell with this, yo. It is way too hot to be wearing this leather under this heat, under these lights. All right, we got to take a break. We can keep talking concert venues on the other side. We can get back into the whole Whit Merrifield thing. And did you guys see how little? This is just nuts. Minor league baseball players are paid. Like, if you think you're underpaid, and I do, I'm in radio, wait till I tell you. Coming up next, Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio.
0: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend
2: today. My DJ, Colin Settle, coming in hot. Probably because somebody texted, I saw Metallica in Kansas City. Well, I appreciate you texting that, and that's dope, but there was only like two rules. You had to text me the band and the venue. So where where'd you see Metallica at? Uh, 816 Puddle of Mud, Nolan Road, Independence. I never saw a show, Nolan Road in Independence, but back in the day, anybody remember cruising the strip out there? They still have that? Out there in Independence, cruising Nolan Road, turned around, what was it like the, was it a Burger King or a McDonald's? Somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. There's no way that still happens. Kiss, Sandstone, 1990. Saw ICP at Sandstone from the 913. 816, I got you. Somebody says they want to hear Millie Vanilli. I got you. And you guys know that I saw Millie Vanilli, right? Like three concerts before they got busted. That was here in Kansas City. They didn't get busted here, but like their third to last concert was here. Two brothers with long hair turned out to be a British white guy. Who knew? Blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. Got blamed on something. Yeah. Um. 816, I really enjoyed this story, but I can't read it. Big and rich concert in Bonner Springs. Made out with a girl while getting uh, something else from another. Okay, yeah, we can't read that one. Um, Kid Rock. Aerosmith. and You saw Kid Rock and Aerosmith at Sandstone. I saw Kid Rock at Memorial Hall. The devil without a cause tour. her. Ba with the ba, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy, diggy. Um, what? Is this real? Elvis played Kemper in 1977. I don't know why that's so ridiculous. The one that's the craziest to me when it comes to concerts in Kansas City is that Michael Jackson, (laughs) do you remember, opened his, what was it, the victory tour? I think the victory tour at Arrowhead. Of all the different places to start one of the most famous tours with the most famous artists in the history of planet Earth, he chose little old Arrowhead in Kansas City. How about that? Prince at Kemp Arena. Family values tour. Wasn't that uh wasn't that Limp Biscuit? Cypress Hill at Uptown. All right, from the 816. This person wants to talk baseball, so I guess we'll talk some baseball. Um, complaining about wit to me or you or anyone, the fact that he said that he would change his own mind if the team was better has to upset you. Here's here's how I feel about that. Let's take this phone call from Chris and then we'll get into the the hot and heavy stuff. What's up, Chris?
3: Hey, man. A uh, long time ago, back when X106 existed, uh, we did these things called star parties. and uh, Mostly uh, the Shadow, a couple of hotels in Kansas City. We had uh, uh, Donnie Osmond, Bell Biv DeVoe, Johnny Sweat, or I'm sorry, uh, Key Sweat, Johnny Gill, Triple Threat Tour, a lot of one-hit wonders. Uh, my favorite, though, uh, not related, was Skid Row. I think they call it Kansas Hall now. Yeah, so it was at a little uh, you know uh, hall or whatever down in Kansas. They put on a show to die for. It was great.
2: Are you talking about the little venue on 119th Street? Yeah, yeah. Skid Row played there.
3: Yeah, ninety two. Ah, dude, see this. They started the concert out. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it clean. but They said uh, uh, these two guys started fighting. And it was it was pre. You can was pre set up. And then uh, that, they got that one song, "Get the F Out." You yeah. know. And they they started the show with that song, and it was funny because a lot of like thirty thirty five year old females, uh, you know, dressed up like you know what they they were already outdated because you know just it is what it is. But yeah, I mean it was a great great show. The 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 uh, room was small enough that all the music stayed in. You know, that's a small. And, and they put a show from heck on. Oh, it was a it. great show. When
2: you can see stuff like that, Chris. Thanks for the phone call in a small venue, and thanks for self censoring. Also, we appreciate that. That's when it's the best. All right. So to wit real quick, if you haven't seen the, the headline, of the Kansas City Star, it reads in wake of Toronto debacle, the Royals would be well served to fast forward their future. Again, I was trying to get to this in the first segment, but we end up talking about a bunch of crazy ass concerts. We can do that for the next three hours if you guys want to it feels like the Royals one have underachieved the first half. So that's why people might be just a little bit on edge with this team and with this organization and with the brass and all that stuff, certainly with the manager, but with Whip Merrifield, his comments specifically where essentially he was saying, maybe, like, I'm just going to break it down for you. He didn't say this, but this is kind of what he meant. If this team was better or if I played for a better team, then I would at least consider getting the vaccine. But until then, I'm not going to again, My word's not his. If you want his, like, the exact quote, he said, trade me, and I may reconsider. So that's what he's saying. He just used the wrong words was his big mistake, because what it sounds like to me with Whit Merrifield and with this fan base and everything is just bad timing, where the Royals could have gotten back a king's ransom if they would have traded away Whit Merrifield at any point in the last two years. Think about it. A couple of years ago, the guy's leading the league in hits, leading the league in stolen bases, doesn't cause any trouble in the clubhouse until now, I guess you could say. And he plays every position on the field and he stays healthy. Oh, by the way, his contract's $4 million, literally one of the best deals in all of baseball. Well, right now, when you're talking about a contract that doesn't have years left on the back end and a guy who's putting up the worst numbers he has of his entire career and on top of that opened his mouth about the team not being good enough combined with the vaccination. You put all those things together, the team underachieving, him underachieving, his contract not being as valuable, and he opens his mouth. I'm just saying, like, it feels like people were waiting to pounce on one of those dudes, one of those 10 dudes that wasn't vaccinated and couldn't play in Toronto because of their COVID restrictions. Somebody had to say something. And it feels like it was wit. And as soon as he did, everybody jumped on him. Again, I'm just kind of stating what the story is. I understand if you're on either side of this thing. But according to Kansas City Star, the Royals would be well-served to fast-forward their future. Let's just be honest here. If the Royals decide to break this thing up, I mean completely break this thing up, and then it's going to suck because the next few years, we're going to have a lot of the same conversations that we've had the last few years, which is, oh man, this isn't a playoff team. And you know, they're going to be sellers, not buyers and all of that. It seems to me that that might be a better option than sticking with what you have and hoping that it works. You know what I mean? That old unknown commodity type thing. Like how many guys on this Royals team would you be truly upset And text me this, I want to know. 913-586-7610. Next year, next season, how many Royals players would you be truly upset if they weren't on the team? I'll start this game. Bobby Witt Jr. Is there really anybody else? If the Royals thought they could get back something, if they let him walk? Are we talking about, you always talk about like a nucleus when you're trying to build a team? Is the nucleus right now really one guy that we'd be upset if the Royals didn't have going forward? Or on the other side, we'll get off the baseball field. We'll get uh, back onto the football field, talk some Kansas City Chiefs. With the addition of a new playoff team a couple of years ago, in theory, all four AFC West teams could make the postseason. I'll give you what the odds are, according to Las Vegas, that happens coming up next. Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio.
0: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.
2: Wait, I like this baseline. Let's go. All right. Welcome back into Bink Night. Colin Center Sports Machine, Sean Levine, 610 Sports Radio, 610Sports.com all over the world on the Odyssey app. So people were talking about the, uh, the traffic for last night and the flow of getting into the game. And it feels like one of the biggest complaints that you hear about when it comes to mainly Arrowhead, but certainly Kaufman also is how much it costs to park And I saw this from my buddy uh, Kramer. You guys are familiar with Kramer. Um, Kramer posted this. The average cost to take a family of four to a baseball game. So it includes every major league baseball team. And it factors in things like parking. And you got to get like a hot dog or a soda or a beer or one of those, you know, chili cheese fries in the helmet. You got to get something, right? So your ticket, a beer, a soda, a hot dog, and parking, right? Like, basically, I feel like that's what most people would do or spend about that amount of money. It says for the Royals, for a family of four, it cost approximately $193.40. So I'm not good at math, but we're talking about almost 50 bucks a person to take your family out to a ball game. Let me say this. That ain't that bad when it comes to entertainment value if the team is good. If the team is good and they're fun to watch and they're winning games and they've got a bunch of marquee players, and I'm not saying it has to be like it was in 2014, 2015. I'm just saying somewhere between what it is now and what it was then. Then honestly, I don't think that's a bad deal. Think about how much it is just to take your family out to a movie and dinner. Think about how much it is to take your family out to, say, a concert. I mean, I don't know how much y'all paid to see Motley Crue last night, but I've heard some people paid upwards of like, 500 bucks for those tickets, probably even more to get better seats. So I think the average price was like a hundred and something. So going out to a ball game for 200 bucks for a family of four is not terrible. At the very top, the Boston Red Sox, it costs 325 bucks to take your family. At the very bottom, if you're curious, the Arizona Diamondbacks, you could do that a family of four for less than a hundred bucks. Basically, they'll pay you to get in to go watch an Arizona Diamondbacks game. Anyway, not for nothing. That just kind of came up, and I thought that it was interesting. Speaking of money, I have an idea for a documentary, and I'm kind of sort of thinking about actually doing this. So I have a cousin that's a film producer. Has anybody seen the movie? It's a scary movie. It follows. You seen that movie? It's Kind of like a weird horror movie.
4: It's an interesting concept. I've never seen that before, that sort of concept before, but I liked it, yeah.
2: You want to tell us what the concept is? Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to yeah, see. I'll, I'll let you feel that. You got, you, got, you got to see the movie, or you got to Google it if you haven't seen It Falls. It's like a weird kind of sexual horror movie. Also, what other movie did he produce? Um, Short Term 12. You ever seen that movie? Anyway, so I've got like this real movie producer in the family, and there were two things that I thought – historically, Kansas Cityans, like me, people that grew up here or in the suburbs, would be very interested in, like, uh, nothing too long. You know what I'm saying? Like a nice half-hour documentary. So if I was to actually get together a film crew and i do the voicing for it and I'll do the work, I want to know. Hit me up. 913-586-7610 on the text line. Would you guys be interested in... Well, first, let me tell you my original idea. My original idea was that I would do a documentary on the Woodlands. You guys remember the Woodlands? Here comes Woody, the old racetrack. Oh, man. So many nights with me and my boy Shive out there and his dad smoking that big old cigar. Oh, the food was even good. The chicken fingers were delicious. And then once it started to go downhill, it went downhill really quick. But I thought I had this genius idea, right? I thought, okay, there's got to be other people like me that spend a lot of time out at the Woodlands that would want to watch this. So I went to a thing called YouTube, and somebody already did. So I had to move on to my next idea. Like if I'm going to make a Kansas City documentary, not necessarily sports involved, what do you guys think about this? Exchange City. I make a documentary on Exchange City. Would anybody watch it if I did? Like I interviewed the people that ran it. Maybe I tried to, like, find some historical facts about it. I don't think that we could get back in the building. Something tells me that they've completely changed that building. But that was literally, people always ask me. They're like, yo, when did you decide to get into radio? I want to get into radio. It seems like a cool job. When did you decide to get into radio? I'm like, "Can we be real with you? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. I was the DJ at Exchange City. I'll never forget the first song that I played. Escapade by Janet Jackson. The place went nuts! Oh man, fifth graders everywhere. We're just bobbing up and down. You guys remember Exchange City, right? I'm not talking myself here. Hello, this thing on? That place was unbelievable. Would you watch a documentary on if I made one? Anyway. I think I will. I think I'll give it a shot. Let's continue the money conversation. Did you guys see the report from Rob Manfred, the commissioner? First of all, how much he makes. And second of all, how much minor league baseball players make? So, at the all star break for pretty much every sport and for the Super Bowl, the commissioner of all the sports takes the microphone and they kind of have a, a state of the union, if you will, where they talk about their sports. So, Roger Goodell goes to Super Bowl City and he says, We made this many billions of dollars and now we've moved, you know, you can gamble and see, we've made improvements on the equipment and all these different things. There's a state of the union, essentially. And so, Rob Manfred held his the other day for baseball. He's the commissioner, if you didn't know that. And by the way, as the commissioner of baseball, which I don't think anybody looks at Rob Manfred, they're like, you know what? That guy's doing a great job. I like all the moves that he made. In fact, it's hard to look at him and say, that was a good one. He makes $18 million a year annually to just go out there and be another old dude that makes bad decisions, that has a good title. And I'm only saying it like that because damn it, I'm jealous. Suck at your job like that and make $18 million. Get out of here. Here's what the average minor league baseball player makes. And this dude had the audacity to take the microphone when he was asked the question if they were going to up minor league pay. Because I don't know if you're aware of this, but this last offseason, Major League Baseball instituted a rule where now they pay for the housing of all these minor league players. Oh, how nice of you. You think these kids are living in mansions? You think these kids are living in uh, in Hallbrook? Hell no. These kids are living in uh, junior college baseball player conditions. When they're one step away from playing Major League Baseball and making millions of dollars, at least in theory. I know not all of them. Some of them do it for the love of the game. Some of them just make a career out of it because you know, they love baseball or they don't want to kill the dream. But when I tell you how much they make, it's like, what? Why does anybody do this if you're not sure you're going to make it? Per season, this is coming from Rob Manfred. Per season, the average player makes somewhere between five, at the minimum, $1,000 and $15,000. Think about that. We all think we're underpaid. We all think we're undervalued. We all want to go in the boss's office and say, I do this, I do that. Pay me more money. I know they're minor league baseball players and they're living the dream and it's not brain surgery, but yo. They're making between five dollars and $15,000. Just to put some context into that, James Harden, five minutes ago, signed a new contract. Let me make sure I got the numbers right here. I'm going to screw this up. James Harden got a two-year, $68.6 million deal. So let's just round up to $70 million because I'm not great at math. That's $35 million per. $35 million per. So every single game when it's over with, James Harden collects a check, for $500,000. They play 82 games. 82 times he collects a check for just under $500,000. And at the high end, a minor league baseball player makes 15 grand. I get it. It's not the same thing, not the same sport, not the same skill level, but damn, one guy's entire season is worth like seven and a half grand. The other guy can sit out for two games and get a million bucks put in his bank account. Life ain't fair. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to talk about sports. In for Bink on the Sports Machine with Colin Settle and you until 9 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio.
0: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
2: During the break, I was trying to explain to my friend and producer, Colin Settle, across the glass what Exchange City is. Yo, can you guys help me out? Like, how would you guys describe Exchange City? It was a place for kids to act like adults. Like, people got different jobs and fake money and you could get food. And I don't even know how to describe it. But a lot of you guys had love for Exchange City the same way that I do. So I think I'm going to actually try to make this documentary from the 816- I would totally watch something about Exchange City. From the 816, I ran the print shop. Good for you. Um, we got the mayor of Exchange City from the 913. 913, I got a ticket for cutting across the grass. See, that's what I'm saying. There were cops. There were cops and there were snitches, and it just, it was, it was, it was real life. 816, the bank president is listening right now from the 816, the bank president of Exchange City. Here's the pathetic thing. If you were the bank president in Exchange City in fifth grade, you made more actual money than a current minor league baseball player does. And that's (laughs) – I laugh because I don't want to cry. Isn't that sad? In fifth grade with your fake-ass money, it would convert more. Like I literally just got this text as I was saying this from the 816. I played the minor leagues for five years. The most I ever made was $1,600 a month. And I know that there's a lot of people out there that that's kind of what your check looks like after taxes and all that. All I'm suggesting is, did you guys know that minor league baseball players were that underpaid? I had no idea that they were that underpaid. And for Rob Manfred to come out and say they make a living wage? Bro, I don't know how long you've been making $18 million a year. I never made that much money. I won't, but I can tell you this. If you make the low end for a minor league baseball player $5,000 during the entire season, you ain't paying your bills. You're, You're deciding between keeping the lights on and getting something to eat. You're deciding between putting gas in your car and driving to your workout or just skipping it that night. That's crazy. It's that low. 913-586-7610 is the phone number. The sports shop from the 816? There was a sports shop at Exchange City? I remember the sports shop. From the 816, I was the cop, and I wrote fake tickets for walking on the grass. I feel like if you were a cop at Exchange City, you went on to become like, what do you do now, sir or ma'am? And if you say cop cool, it just feels like if that was your – because I did it. That's what I did, right? I wanted to be the DJ. I played Janet Jackson, and then look at me now. I fill in sometimes during the all-star break here on 610. How about that? Hit the peak. Anyway, keep those texts rolling. We're having fun tonight. 913-586-7610. That is the phone number. Um, speaking of money, and we'll talk about this until we get to 7 o'clock, and then we'll get into some Kansas City Chiefs talk because – there are odds that all four AFC West teams make the playoffs this year. Like, it could actually happen. I'll tell you what Vegas thinks are the chances of that coming up on the other side. But while we're talking about money, Colin, are you a, a lottery player? You need to play the lottery? No, nah, not
6: me. No? Not me.
2: Not even the scratch-offs?
6: No. Here's my— I, not, not, not.
2: So I don't know if you saw this, but the, the mega millions, as it is right now, is up to $630 million dollars. My girlfriend is one of those people that when we drive by, she sees the billboard and she goes, $630 babe, you got to buy me a ticket. And every time I'm thinking, why? Because if it was $6.3 million and I came home and said, hey, baby, we got $6.3 million right now in the bank or whatever you end up getting after the taxes, make it half that, make it a third of that, that you're not going to be excited, that you're not going to be excited? No, I get it. 600 million and 6 million are a little bit different, but every time she sees that big number, she's like, go out there and buy a ticket. Here's my problem. And I'm dead serious about this. I've been on this earth for damn near 40 years. And I don't know anybody that knows anybody that knows anybody that's won a big lottery sum. Do y'all? 913 586 7610. There's got to be some story crazy, some crazy story. Some guy in Olathe, his uncle won like $100 million at a quick trip a couple of years ago and blew it all or something, right? Got to be somebody out there in Blue Springs. It's like, yeah, Granny was playing a scratch off ticket and she won the million bucks for life. Somebody out there has to know somebody that's actually won this thing because that's always been my problem. It looks good. I'm a gambler. I don't mind a scratch off because. I've won a little bit of coin on a scratch off before. I think the most I've ever won was like, I won 50 bucks one time. My boy Spencer was at the, uh, he gives me, he gives me crap about this all the time. My boy Spencer and I were at my fantasy football draft years ago and he bought two lottery tickets and he said that I could have one and I scratched the lottery ticket and it won 50 bucks. It was like 10 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks. So like five times won 10 bucks. And at first I thought, I ain't gonna say anything to him. I'm not gonna be like, hey man, the lottery ticket that you bought won, I'm just gonna go cash it on my own and take the 50 bucks. But then when we were getting sauced that night, I told him, I'm like, Spence, we won 50 bucks. So 25, it's gonna be yours. Got so drunk that night that I don't know what happened to the lottery ticket. I lost the lottery ticket. And to this day, every single time I see Spencer, he goes, You got my 25 bucks? Bro, I lost the ticket. That's that's the game. Sorry. I appreciate you getting it. It's cool that we would have had 50 bucks, but Spencer, leave me alone, bro. You ain't getting your 25. That's how it goes. But seriously, do any of you guys ever, like, have you guys ever directly won a big sum in the lottery? Or know somebody that has? Because the only time I ever see it is on TV. And then it sounds horrible afterwards. They always end up screwing it up and going to a deep depression. And then eventually end up back on the street. 913-586-7610. We got one hour in the book coming up next. Let's talk some Kansas City Chiefs. What are the chances that every team in the division makes the playoffs? That's a real bet you can make, and I'll tell you what it is on the other side with Colin Settle on the sports machine. This is Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio.
0: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,